All right, dude. We haven't done one of these podcasts in like months. two or three months. So hopefully dude, we're hopefully we're not too rusty. <laughs> what's funny is I actually have been wondering. I've been like, dude, have I not seen anything come up? So what's the deal? What's ha- what happened? So let's see. I moved and I got a pet. I got a puppy. Aiden got engaged. Yep. Um, I saw the pictures. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Congrats, dude. Appreciate, appreciate so it. So just life is what happened. <laughs> yeah. But it takes over pretty quickly when, when you're not riding dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, for real. And a puppy, I mean, it sounds smaller, but we have two dogs. And I remember when they were puppies and it's like having a kid. Yeah. It's just Oh, crazy, crazy. Kind of shows the kind of parent Connor will be when he... <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I think it's a good thing because you handle Marshall pretty well. Like, he's not my dog, so I don't discipline him the same way that you do. Plus, you've also trained him, like, pretty diligently. You got him on the clicker, and he's he's a pretty smart dog, but he chooses to be a butthole sometimes. He's got quite the personality. But, oh, yeah. Uh, he's a wild child. Anyway, have we, have we started the podcast? Are we already in, in it? I guess we're already in it. We're in it now. <laughs> well, so... For those that don't know, this is Pierre, the Moto fam. We've already had him on before. Welcome yep. to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, thanks for doing this last minute. It's uh, I've been wanting to get you back on too, especially like mid Supercross season like this. Because yeah. it was when was it? It was probably about a year ago. I was just thinking about that. I'm uh-huh. pretty. Sure I think it. Was it about we, a year did ago. we make predictions? I we, think it was like right before the Supercross season that we had. That's you on right. Last. Yeah. You were making predictions. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I was like, oh yeah, Kickstart Kenny. Well, oh, at the dude, time we didn't know it was Kickstart <laughs> Kenny, but we're like, oh yeah, Ken Roxon. Yeah. So uh, I figured, yeah, now is definitely a good time. Like mid season, like we can get some good moto mm-hmm. chat going and. Oh, Absolutely. Man. There's plenty to talk about. So. Yeah, it's been a crazy season thus far. So there's plenty to talk about for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, think I've ever been this amped for Supercross. Um, this has definitely been the most exciting season for me personally, um, just because there's so many like new faces and there's just so much going on this year. Like, I, I, it also like tracks have just the track evolution this year has just been. Dude, the uh, the Anaheim two track was so sick, sick. so yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys go? No, no just but oh. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah we weren't there but it was sick. <laughs> it was so sick yeah i was there no we haven't we haven't been in any races yet this year have, have you gone any races yet no supercross is coming i believe next month uh to glendale arizona so we'll definitely be hitting mm. that one up um glendale always tends to be a fun race last year they had the sand section which made it crazy i think mm. that it's where christian craig got hammered out oh, he went off track section. yeah yeah yeah. remember that oh one? yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that was here it was absolutely nuts mm. but uh yeah yeah really good and i'm excited for what this season has to offer when it comes here because this season like you guys said it's been nuts like i've ne- not only is it excitement for me i'm not like just excited about this season it's just that this season has so much drama and mm-hmm. so many weird things that have happened that just <laughs> yeah. no one expected. Like, yeah. dude, I, I'm a KTM fan, right? Like, sure. but I didn't expect for Cooper Webb to be in the position that he's in right now. I don't know if many people did. Yeah. So it's what, one of the things where, what do you think is the reason for that? Is it that he's back at Alden Baker's or... I mean, that's like the only thing that changed, right? Well, no, they, they changed the bike. Yeah, I was going to say the bike. They definitely changed different. the bike. The 23 bike is much different than the 22 bike. And, and if you remember last season, 
Um, Cooper was all over the place. He was mm-hmm. saying that the bike needed changes. There was something wrong with it. And a lot of people chalked that up to be him like washing out. Right. A lot yeah. of people took that as like, you know, he's just, he left Alden's. He doesn't have the drive. He doesn't have the stamina, blah, 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 blah. Well, sure. Yeah. He went back to Alden. And I think that was a phenomenal choice because that's what Alden does is mm-hmm. create champions. That's mm-hmm. what he's known for. Whether you agree with the way he does it or not, that's up to you. But the fact of the matter is the bike I think is changed enough to where he, it's true. Like, Hey, 22 wasn't the right season for KTM and 23 is, mm-hmm. and now he's back at Eldon's and that like package deal together has made this happen. Yeah. It's worked. It's worked really yeah. well. Makes I also, sense. um, I mean, I've seen Cooper Webb web race in the past and he's, he almost looks like old Cooper Webb. Like yeah. Coop is just so, patient on that on that bike and he's just wait he waits for the opportunity to come to him rarely does he you know push himself and create like uncomfortable situations for him and his bike he's just very in tune i think and i don't know what changes they made on that bike but he just looks like he knows exactly what the bike's going to do it it just looks predictable and it's it's working with him very well because i know cooper is very like the way he does things like the lines he chooses he's very very different the way he approaches a you know a track versus like eli eli and i think cooper are very like patient in themselves like they're i don't think those two are gonna like push each other into uncomfortable situations unless it's like championship on the line but um they the way cooper just handles his ktm is almost like he he's not necessarily like pushing crazy past the limits he just rides this bubble that's just you know it's like insanely fast and it's ex- extremely precise like his front end grip is is really good from from what it looks like but um i don't know that that bike just looks extremely Solid. planted and it looks super stable i don't know if it's well what's crazy too is like i feel like his like like his key to success has always been how he can just like cut down the corners like they're nothing yeah yeah like he'll just like rip like straight and th- like, like straight 180s, under a corner 180s yeah like um, early. and from what i understand like to be able to do that the bike has to be shorter right mm-hmm. yeah um yeah this i mean your front fork is probably pitched higher yes yeah, or, or the frame lower on the fork to bring in you know the tire and mm-hmm. the length overall length now mm-hmm. i mean you're talking about millimeters right like yeah but that does make a difference in cornering by a lot. But I'm sure. assuming they're doing that. And then they're probably also on the swing arm, probably putting the tire closer mm-hmm. if they can. But what's crazy is I think the opposite is what you want to be faster the whoops, right? You want a right. longer you bike? Want to be a longer. Yeah. So like historically, Cooper has been like good through the corners, like cutting under like that, but like not that great in the whoops. But this year he looks like he's like pretty good at both. Yeah. Yeah. He's been really solid in the whoops. Mm-hmm. And, you know what, like, just to like piggyback on what you're saying is like his demeanor and the way he attacks, like, or, or the way he processes a pass mm-hmm. is like, I'm going to stay right behind you. I'm going to breathe right down yeah. your neck the entire time. And just like we saw with some of his, with his pass with uh, chase Sexton, he just waited, yeah. right? He waited for chase to make uh, a stupid mistake. And, and honestly, I actually pause on that thought. I actually have a theory as to why 
Chase is having issues. We'll mm. get to that, I'm sure. Okay. But back with the KTM and Cooper, like he pressures and pressures and pressures. And then the smallest mistake you make, he capitalizes yeah. on that immediately. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, amount that with a new bike a new train or well a trainer again and a bike that's super good in the whoops mm-hmm. dude i mean that's the package and that's really why like as much as i like and love the way eli is riding we've definitely seen some bobbles from him too which is mm-hmm. unlike him so it's like mm-hmm. that's why the season is so nuts yeah i, I wonder if cooper webb's bike uh, the only weakness it has is it starts. I I do wonder if when um, he ripped a he whole shot at Daytona though, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, I, I will say like through through the season so far, like from what we've seen, he has worked his way through the pack, and like you know he's been in like a fifth position, seventh position, and then been up in the one two three spots. Um, I, I think he kind of likes being there. Yeah, like they were saying yeah, no doubt. I remember them that. saying on the broadcast this weekend. Like once during the race, like once Cooper got the whole shot, they were like, whoa, he's not used to being there. Like, let's see what happens. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, Eli ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Cooper kind of would prefer, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I think he would prefer being mm-hmm. behind, the behind the leader. Yeah. Cause he is so patient. He yeah. can study the leader, see what they're doing. And then, I mean, he's obviously known for last lap making it happen. I think that's kind yeah. of, I think that's also kind of like, that might be part of a strategy where he's like, I want to do it on the last lap because then they don't have a chance to yeah, get me back, back again. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, and you know, if he's the type of guy who can hold together his endurance until the very end, mm-hmm. right? Like why not just sit yeah. back in third? Why not sit back and like, just pick people off, right? Wait no. for a second to make a mistake. Wait for that moment to hit, you know, first. And it's not like we've seen him all of a sudden get these, like you said, like consistent first, second place podiums. We're talking about a third here uh, and a win, I believe. And so like, it's certainly like him, you know, being consistent and ramping up towards the end Mm -hmm. versus with Eli, like I've said, like I said earlier, it's almost like, well, actually he's said like, if he's uncomfortable, he's not going to push the limit. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so that's why we've seen these like dominant, dominant wins. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden a race Third, comes around fourth, and you're yes. like, yeah, what is he doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like no battle in him, no fight. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So this kind of leads into this. Who do you think at the end of the Supercross season is going to be champion? <sighs> so I, I honestly believe that Eli will still take it. Mm. I think that he's just too consistent, right? Like he's mm-hmm. just too comfortable on that Yamaha and yeah. that, that bike everybody says is amazing. Right. Um, I, I can't see how, I, I think what he is doing is being strategic where he's like, I'm winning these races because I am super comfortable and I know I can make it happen. Yeah. If I'm not going to, I'm going to get in a position to know where my points stand mm. and I'm just going to hit that limit and let everybody else crash out or do whatever. Yeah, he's playing, he's playing the long game. He's not, exactly. he's not thinking race to race. He's thinking like, you know, like broad, like grand scheme of things. Yeah. Right. And, and that's why I think Eli will take it. Coop mm. will probably be in that second place spot in my opinion. Okay. I could see that. What do you think? Um, I mean, <sighs> I really want to play, you know, 
the polar opposite Say of that. Ken Rockman again, dude. No, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny is great, and I'm I'm loving what he's doing this year. Um, but I do think the championship will come down to Eli and Cooper Webb this year, based on what I've seen, because I know that. Yeah, but who's gonna win? I want to, I want to, I want to go, I want to go Cooper Webb, but he's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, within five points. Um, like the spread will be about like five points okay. by the end of the season. That's okay. Fair. I Give think I think Cooper Webb's gonna take it. You think so? What? Both I think so. I mean, I didn't. Me and Hayden haven't talked about this, so I didn't know yeah. you were gonna say Cooper Webb. Um, yeah, I think that based on what was it? Was it twenty twenty one when Cooper won? Yeah. Just like his second half of the season was so good that year. Yeah. And I don't remember. He also won in twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, it's been it like odd years. I'm pretty I think it was sure like he went 1921, and that's why everybody's like, oh, 23. He likes yeah, I didn't even I didn't back. even factor that into my reasoning. But uh <laughs> I don't remember how his 2019 season went, but his 2021 season, he was basically battling Kenny for it, right? Um dude, you're asking I yeah, I can't remember. I think, I think all, that was blend together now. I think I that remember. was the year that like it was Eli's last year on Cowie, and he was like he he had won in 2020 yeah. and then in 2021 he was just like not Long good down. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um and everyone thought he was like done. Mm-hmm. Um but I remember like the second half of that season Cooper was just like like Kenny was like the guy. Yeah, yeah. And then Cooper just like started like taking him off and like having those last lap wins and right. I could I could see that happening again. Yeah. Cuz Cooper's obviously like on the right program, on the right bike. Like he has it back together. Mm-hmm. Right. I definitely don't and think it. Oh, what's weird is like race like one, two, three of this year. I wouldn't have said that, mm-hmm. but like it, it, you were like, oh, well, it's going to be between Eli and Chase, just like how outdoors was. And then like Cooper is kind of like slowly started like creep in there. And then it's like, dang, he's like now he's above Chase and he's he's what five points behind right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I definitely don't think Cooper is going to be like like a like a bold uh i don't really know how to word this but he's not going to be like a dominant threat over eli it's going to be like, like oh it's going to be gonna take close the whole it's going to be close for sure yeah but like yeah. that's kind of how cooper rolls yeah is like exactly. keeping it close exactly yeah yeah and and i think like everybody has said this i i, I if i'm not mistaken i've even heard roger DeCoster say that cooper is like he likes to be in the grit Mm-hmm. Right. Like he likes the competition. Yeah. He likes it to be tight and hard. That sounded terrible, but <laughs> well, it's uh Cooper Webb. His big thing is always like had like the chip on his shoulder. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chip on, like on when he shoulder. was, uh, when he was an amateurs, was it AC that was like the man? Are they the okay. same age? Yeah. Yeah. AC, I believe. And Cooper was like always like the other guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think kid. that, I mean, the, I talked to, I think we talked to Levi about this because like that happened. And then the same thing happened with uh, Chase Sexton and Austin Fortner. We're like, Fortner was the man in amateurs. Mm. And then like, we see how that's kind of worked out. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. And I think that like when you're that underdog in the amateurs, it seems to have paid off for a number of people. Mm. Right. Um, But I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, one thing I was going to say. Um, I saw a video the other day. I don't know if it was on TikTok or what, but they were showing uh, all the videos of Eli crossing the finish line in first this year. Okay. And in probably half of them, 
Eli won, you could see Cooper Webb like like bike literally like behind. yeah like a couple bike links behind him <laughs> and like four or five of the races yeah and it's like dang if he's sure. like that close and like you half the time you don't even notice it you're like like you're just watching the race and like eli's out there and then they're like two laps left and they're like oh shoot cooper webb's like <laughs> right on right him. There, yeah. and you're like where the heck did he come from yeah or so where they don't really talk about like whoever's in second or he's third, just like and he's just cooper there. webb will just like yeah he'll just like be like riding his race and then it's like They'll like oh, yeah, pan. They'll like pan away, and then they'll pan back, and he'll be like rotting his tail. And you're like, what, did, did he just guy? like teleport up there? Or what? <laughs> yeah. But, it, it, look, I, I, like I said before, I think it'll be close. I think it'll definitely be way closer. Cooper Webb to Eli. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that um, uh, Chase is gonna like fall further and further back. Yeah. And I, yeah. I hate to say that because he's so stupid fast. Yeah. But. I'm just not sure. Like he's had so much trouble in the beginning that that starts to mess with your head. Yeah. Right. Like and we saw Supercross is not a sport for, I always tell my kids like, or my son, Supercross and motocross are not like stupid man sports, right? Like mm-hmm. you, it's, it's a sport that you have to be physically is physically demanding. It's mentally demanding. There's so much, to it Mm -hmm. that you have to imagine like at the professional level when you are the man now right rocks and dipped you are supposed to be the man now Mm -hmm. all eyes are on you and it's not being put together like at some point he has to be going like what in the world is going on here and why is this not working out again i i think i have my own theories about it but outside of that he definitely has something going on up top, I believe. Yeah, yeah. and like I, I hate to see it because right now Chase Sexton's he's probably my favorite rider. It's hard for me to pick a favorite rider because like I love them all. They're all the yeah. For me, it's here. like there's like five people. That like if they won, I would be stoked. But if I'd like pick one, it'd probably be Chase right now. So like I'm also like realistic though in seeing like it's not really going his way this year, which is kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. And then I was also like. I was kind of like secretly pulling for Eli the first half of the season because I thought if he doesn't win the championship, he's not going to come for outdoors. And I really want to see him mm-hmm. race outdoors. But then he just announced he's racing outdoors. So now I'm like, all right, right. well, I don't <laughs> I really pick somebody else. Yeah. You're like, oh, you need to win now. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so do we want to get into your theory behind Chase? Yeah, I really want to hear okay. this. I really want to hear this. Okay. So um, I think that honda or hrc has a 450 issue to say it to the least and this is completely conspiracy theories this is what me like just off the top of my head of what i've been seeing and thinking and kind of trying to put together and so it's going to be one of those things that people hate and are going to like bash me in the comments this guy's an idiot right but here's my conspiracy theory i think you see that with Roxon last year, he was having all sorts of trouble with this bike, right? He mm-hmm. was talking about how his suspension wasn't set up right. Um, we saw some bucking from the bike last season from uh, Chase Sexton a couple times. Remember when he bent his rim? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like some people were saying that was a suspension issue. I, I, I said it, I thought it was, but I, I'm not a suspension guy. 
But now that Roxon is on the Suzuki, he went from being what, like 10th, 11th, and mm-hmm. now he's right in the top, top five. five man, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. This year, we see Chase Sexton having the same issues, right? He's either in the sand and the bike is like bucking him over or he's in the whoops and you can see like that rear end starts kind of swapping back and forth. It's not stable. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting in my opinion is one, like that's clearly something that they don't have dialed in. Okay. Lots of bikes swap, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think we even saw Cooper Webb, like, I can't remember what race it was, but he was swapping back and forth too, but it never was catastrophic where j- like he just got bucked off the bike. Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting to wonder if they changed the suspension setup or I had heard rumors, or I think I remember seeing Chase Sexton say that they were testing out a new rear shock before mm-hmm. this season. So I'm wondering if maybe that has something to do with it. Either they made that swap or they didn't make that swap. And now they're reaping the benefits or the lack thereof of this suspension setup. Because Mm -hmm. again, you have the same thing happening, except except Chase is still trying to be political, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, I have some things to work on. I have some things that I need to do, blah, 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 where, Ken Roxon is like the bike sucks, right? Like yeah, the bike yeah. has issues and blah, blah. I mean, he was no, he had no problem just throwing the bike under the bus last bus, but yes, under the bus last year. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. so that's my conspiracy theory. I really think that there might be some sort of issue, whether it's suspension or they just don't have the bike set up mm-hmm. for chase. Um, and it's not, turning out well because of that it's not because chase is a bad rider or he's getting worse Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's really a bike issue and Mm -hmm. we'll know this next year when he switches to ktm so if he starts blazing on that ktm we'll know hey honda actually has something going on here correct me if i'm wrong but there was like chase was really unhappy with the front the front end of his bike. I can't remember if it was this I year. I think so. Was it this I think, year? I think last year he complained about it. I haven't heard him say anything about the bike this year. Okay. Was it, no, was it last um, year then? He's playing political. Okay. He's about to choose a new, t- he's about to go to a new team, right? Mm-hmm. So the last thing a new team wants is you, is to see you bashing the bike. Yeah. True. Cause then they yeah. know that they're going to pick up a rider who's going to be like, Oh, this is wrong with the bike. This is wrong. With sure, the bike. Sure. Well, KTM just had that all 2022. Mm-hmm. So I think Chase sees, okay, if I'm political, I make this look like it's a me issue or I'm going to work really hard to fix this. And in the background, we're going to try and fix the bike issues. When I go to KTM and the bike issues are fine, or even if they're not, they'll know that like I'm a team player, Mm. if you will. Did I lose you? Uh, We can hear you still, but we can't see you. Okay. Give me one second. What happened here? You're back. All right. My bad. You're good. good. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. So here, here's my follow-up question. All right. Um, why are the two fifties so good? Or is it just the talent that's on those two fifties? Dude. And I've literally thought that over, right? Like I've literally been like, 
But then the two fifties, you know, you have two amazing riders who are clearly like extremely dominant, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You can say whatever you want about who's better. It doesn't matter. Both of them are extremely talented. Both of them are killing it on the 250. But I think what most people don't realize is a 450 motor has a lot of inertia, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of stuff going on and it, it has different engine braking. It has a different feel when you grab that throttle, it's going to push a lot harder. It's going to feel a lot different. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that is the end all. Well, Hey, like the motor is bigger and stronger and faster. And therefore you blip that thing and it's going to, you know, send you rocketing and the 250 isn't like that. But I do think that there must be some sort of divide. Maybe they're trying something new on the 450 or maybe on the 250 setup, like there's just something different. Obviously the frames have to be a, a, a tiny bit different mm -hmm. to, or the, the frame geometry for the 250 and the 450 motors. Like you can't take a 450 and just drop it into a 250 and be like, Hey, I have a 450. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, true. So there's something going on with that. But to your point, like, dude, the talent bar <laughs> is so high with mm -hmm. the both of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like, let's just say the obvious, like jet is, is the future, right? Mm -hmm. Like he is that guy, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. and it's crazy because he's that guy pretty consistently. But again, he, when he keeps it on two wheels, it's yeah. not like we haven't seen him, you know, take that bike, especially last season. Right. Yeah. And, and, send it over a side or two, but you're right. I, I can't place my finger on like, but the two fifties have this and that's why they're not yeah. crashing. Mm -hmm. I know also, I mean like I'm definitely not this type of person, but I think pretty much all these professional riders, they're like very hypersensitive to like very like yeah. small details. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, toward, yeah, obviously like if it's a, if it's a 450 motor, it, it can feel completely different to them. Mm -hmm. Um, right. they can tell if they're, one clicker off or you know yeah it's right like and that can change their whole night whereas like me i'm just you know just holding on yeah it's always yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting whenever you see like the post race interviews and you hear the guys go like oh yeah so we went up a couple clicks on you know this or that and you're like you can tell the difference between one two Right. Yeah, like crazy. when yeah. I adjust my clickers, I'm like one, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I go out there and I'm like, it feels, it feels the same. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, like it's, it's extremely interesting. And again, like it, it's one of those things, like the talent is, is super high and that's not to take away from chase. Like mm -hmm. chase is extremely yeah, talented. I mean, he's honestly. like one of the, he's probably the, I bet he could, I mean, he's qualified one, well, that's like what's first, crazy first is so like his qualifying times are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like the bike is obviously working one lap at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like if your theory is true, then it, it, it could be when he pushes it, right? It like could be, he might yeah. be putting down like fast lap times, mm. but in the heat of a race, when the slightest, you know, track, dang roughness. it, I, I, I bucked it this way or mm. I clipped it that way or whatever. Maybe that small amount of difference. I mean, we're talking about suspension that costs like thousands upon thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know, like those small clicks that we talked about do make a difference. And if he has it, maybe a couple clicks off. But again, I think it's not the clickers. I don't, I think it's like 
something like big with their suspension to well, frame or suspension together. I saw, I forgot who posted this. It was someone on YouTube. They were, they had some up close videos of Chase Sexton's bike and they had added these extra um, aluminum supports to his frame. I think it there was like, go. I think it was like under the um, gas tank. They had done yeah, these like be. these extra supports. I guess I, don't, I guess that makes it more rigid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, guess, yeah. And they were like pretty beefy, like from they were like pretty hidden hidden by the shrouds. But someone got some video of it, and like it was like a pretty obvious thing. And I think that maybe they talked to one of the mechanics or something, and they had said that it was something that the guys in MXGP had done. Um, yeah, that makes. And sense. then also on top of that, you're talking about his rear shock. I heard someone talking about, so I guess there's like two different types of rear shocks. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think one like doesn't have the reservoir or something. Um, The one that I think Chase is on now is the one that Romain, or no, 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 not him. Uh, Tim, Tim Gasher, Tim Geyser, Tim Geyser. Geyser. I think that uh, he had used this rear shock and then now Chase is using it. And it's like, yeah, it's like a different shock than what like most people traditionally use. Like a hmm. very like a different like build than what's on like our bikes. Yeah, and and if we're talking about the same thing, my understanding is it's the shock that he was supposedly testing and I don't know if he's running it or not was more of like an outdoors style setup. Yeah, I think I'd heard that too. Which makes sense if it's, you know, a, a MotoGP race setup, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. those guys run these giant tracks. And so a lot of people had tested them before for supercross and it just didn't like quite make the difference, Mm -hmm. but you know, everybody's different. I mean, suspension setups are crazy. I'm sure from guy to guy. So if chase Sexton was like, let me try that one out. Yeah. It could have felt super good. And maybe there's that just one little thing that's off, but that's Mm -hmm. my, Dude, I could be completely wrong. It could be that Chase is just... <laughs> it's just a, a Chase thing, a mental yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just a Chase thing. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'll be interested to see how he does outdoors this year. And then is... Yeah. So is it like 100% confirmed that he's going to KTM? My understanding is yes. I mean, I had right. heard... What was that back in like November that he had signed with KTM? Right. And right. it was like... And it was like hush, hush though. Do they really do that that far ahead though? Like a over a Dude, year I mean, in advance in, in my opinion like imagine because i mean if you're if your time is up with honda mm-hmm. you know it's coming you're not winning championships you don't want somebody else to take that spot mm-hmm. yeah i guess that's true right yeah, like jet moves you're up. signing away now again so much of our sport is like i heard this mm-hmm. and it's happening and then it isn't right. Yeah. Like how, like even with Eli Tomac, how long was it? Oh, after Supercross, I'm done. Right. Like we said, and now he's, he's extended his yeah. contract. Yeah. Right. So I think there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we don't know, but yeah, from my understanding, he's going to KTM, whether he's like signed a contract or not. I just, just feel like that would, cause like if he had signed a contract, obviously Honda would know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I sure. feel like that would just make this season for him. Not as good, but they would be like, well, he's on his way out anyway. Like why are, like, why would we put any effort? Yeah. Into it? And to, I mean, think about it. We've seen already ch- 
times of that with Jet going to a 450, right? Like we've yeah. seen video of Jet uh, uh, practicing on a 450. He raced um, MX, or no, motocross to nations. On Crush, a crushed yeah, it on a yeah. 450. Yeah, right? Like, so they obviously have like, when he dips, we got somebody to jump yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. But let's like rewind a little bit and think, Everybody thought he was poised this season to get a championship, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. sure, Eli was dominant, but there was nobody else. Mm-hmm. So Honda, if I were Honda, I'd be like, look, who cares if he's out the door? Let's get a championship out of this. Yeah, He's out. And then it looks better from a marketing standpoint of like, look, we he was a champion on a mm-hmm. Honda. He went to the KTM and he didn't win that championship, right? Like, because... Let's be real. He's probably not going to get on a KTM and just blow it out of the water. He could like Eli hopping onto the Yamaha, Mm -hmm. but that's like a one in a thousand, right? It's like Like, a one in Eli. (laughs) I wonder, I wonder too, I just thought about this now with as good as Cooper's doing. So next year it'll probably be, I'm assuming Marvin's going to be out after this year. Um, So it would most likely be Cooper, Chase Sexton and AP on yeah. KTM. Mm-hmm. So and, then who's the number one there? So, okay. So I mean, it's gotta be Cooper, right? Yeah. There's no, especially way. if he, if he wins. Yeah. If he wins, of course, but mm-hmm. AP, I'm not sure. I thought his contract was up this at the end of the season. It could be at the end of this season. Okay. It, it could be. It's been a long okay, time. So on. if it is, um, that would make sense, right? Like mm-hmm. he would go somewhere else. And the, you know, the two would just shift up. Mm -hmm. And so, and and what sucks about it is like, it almost seems like Aaron Plessinger is finally putting it together. Yeah. He's been right. Like you've seen some really hot Mm -hmm. riding out of him. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's kind of inconsistent, but at least he's kind of gotten to the point where like, whoa, he's in fourth. Whoa. He got the whole shot. Yeah. I was going to say picking up a whole shot, you know podiums i mean yeah he's been looking a lot better this year than he has in the last two years so that's crazy right Mm -hmm. so i'm excited to see him outdoors this year too because i feel like outdoors has always kind of been his bigger thing for Mm -hmm. sure so if he's already putting it together this year then hopefully yeah maybe the bike yeah i think it i think outdoors is his thing because of his body type right he's like tall and lanky yeah yeah he can really manipulate those like super cross rhythms that are like tight for a tall guy are probably a little bit awkward. Yeah. Like rather than Cooper Webb, who's, you know, shorter and stockier. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think there's that, but when you get him outdoors where it's a lot of longer runs, he's going to do a lot better in that kind of situation. Makes sense. And he's also got that like GNCC background. And I feel like that probably transfers a little Uh, bit more to mm. pro motocross than it does. Dude. And like Super just cross. on a different tangent, it just goes to show like the dudes who do more than just track riding. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's just bring Cooper Webb back into it. Mm-hmm. All summer he took off um outdoors, but he didn't stop riding. He went mm-hmm. and raced like a couple GNCCs or something like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, did. he did this like he called it like well, like the Cooper Summer Tour or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> He, he was, he was like just like some, goofing off all summer and like, yeah, he did like some but, woods races and things like that. And But imagine like just for a second that you like show up to your local race 
and you line up yeah. and you look to your freaking right and there's freaking Cooper Webb, yeah. dude. I'd just be like, I'm going to get off. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's, I can't imagine. I remember uh, I was watching the other day on YouTube. It was uh, like this little mini documentary when Ricky Carmichael tried to, or he did, but he, after he retired, he did like the Loretta Lynn's like 25 plus division. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was talking about like qualifying for it. He like, flew into this like Loretta Lynn's area qualifier on his private jet yeah, and like shows up and he was like, yeah, pretty rough race. I only won by like 30 seconds. And it's like, it's like, dude, dude. And it's funny. Cause like, I don't know if you guys are old enough that that sounds fair. I'm 36. So mm-hmm. I remember when Ricky Carmichael left MX and SX and then he did a stint in, um, the X games where he was doing yeah. high jump. Oh yeah. Dude, I remember that. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. That was and, like, sick. It wasn't it, like people were like, Oh cool. Look at this super cross racer. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts hucking it. Yeah. And eating out everyone yeah. by like feet. Yeah. Right. Like he's nuts. He's just a guy who's just that good. Like yeah. he really is the goat. He's really like a once in a lifetime. Well, mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, depending on how Hayden Deegan goes, Ooh. Ooh. I know, <laughs> I, I know I, yeah, I'm yeah. going to get ripped for this one too. People I, are going to be like, dude, yeah, say that Hayden's like, everyone loves the hate on him. He, he's like the number one to hate person. Dude, speaking of that, we, we gained our, I don't know if you've had one of these yet. We gained our first oh my TikTok God. hate account. It's no, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> this guy, I forgot what his name was. He, I posted something about Hayden a while like, like uh, before his pro debut and mm. this guy commented like you idiots think that this guy is going to qual- like he'll never he's going to be a he's top like, five. like yeah he's never even going to end up top 5 and then like at he his first race he was what fourth right yeah so i like commented back i was like it's like bad take or something like not like that harsh and then he was just like going off in the comments and then <laughs> i uh i like did the um like where you like reply to their uh comment with a video and it was that abide moto video (laughs) of uh it was like me taking the deegan haters to the grave and it was like those guys like dancing with the casket or whatever (laughs) and the guy changed his name on tiktok to teabagging d class (laughs) (laughs) and started commenting on all of my videos oh my god did he follow you at least uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, Dude, I don't you know. Should you should check because that's the best when people like they hate you like, so much, but yet they continue to follow you. You're an idiot. Thanks to adding to the family. I was, <laughs> I was cracking up and he, I think he was a good sport about it too. He, he was like, he was like, dude, I'm having so much fun with this. I was like, all right, well, I'm glad we're both having fun. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like on the whole like hater thing and I hate mm. using that like context he's a hater like for people who just like don't agree with your point of view or whatever yeah, doesn't mean you hate them what's and i think we actually touched on this like last podcast but what's always interesting is like okay so you took time to watch my entire video mm-hmm. maybe twice mm-hmm. then you commented and you hoped that we would go back and forth right like yeah so you did you helped the algorithm because you watched my video more than once. Thank you. You commented, you fed the algorithm again. And now if I comment back and we go back and forth, we're just clicking that algorithm, right? Like (laughs) you are helping me dude. Like 
if I don't like somebody's content, the first thing I do is swipe, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. mm-hmm. that's the end of it. I'm done. So it's really weird. But on top of that, it, it's odd to me that, you know, it, it, I always tell people, look, I'm just a fan, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm just a fan. Yeah, I, I don't day. know why people like my content but they do. And whether you agree with it or you think I'm an idiot, like the last video I posted where I got Tyler Bierman's name wrong <laughs> and every other comment was like, huh, 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 what, who, Tyler, who? <laughs> and look, dude, I was sitting in my truck holding my phone and I did this video real quick. I got a name wrong. You, that's that, that was your day, right? Like that was yeah. your fight. Not well, the fact that it's super badass to see uh, Ken rocks and hucking that right. 53 foot booter. Right. Not the fact that we're finally starting to see like these big names kind of get back to their roots. Yeah. Right. Like oh, yeah. people are trying to have fun. We just said Cooper Webb took the summer off and went and had fun. Ken mm-hmm. rocks and got off of one bike and went with the bike that nobody thought he was going to go the bike on. that people wanted. <laughs> right. Like, and, and what you took away was the name that was wrong. Yeah. Right. Like it's such an odd place to be. And to be honest with you, there's a part of me that like dies laughing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you you can't that's all you got out of the video. (laughs) Because most people, I don't know if you guys do this, but like when I see people who are super harsh, Mm -hmm. right? Like I've had people who say like, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you suck, like whatever, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And then you like click on their feed and or their their face and it's like user 212953, yeah, no content. Yeah. You're just some random person. Like it's one of those things like, okay, if, if the D class guys commented like you're a fucking idiot or, <laughs> you know, 109 Nate or MX Guru or any of those dudes, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit, that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. Right? It holds like, weight. Yeah, that, because they're not that there's like levels to this, but mm-hmm. like, even if I don't like other people's content, you have to respect their hustle, right? Mm-hmm. They got somewhere by putting in time and effort, not because they're hot taking off their tops, like some girls are on TikTok <laughs> no. and all that other stuff, right? Yeah. We tried so, that. It didn't work. Yeah. The, the <laughs> algorithm didn't like that. <laughs> so like, like you have to respect it. And so there's a certain point where you're like, if one of those dudes were to comment on my stuff, firstly, mm-hmm. I'd be like sick. They saw yeah. my video. But secondly, if it was negative, I'd be like, all right, well maybe I got to tighten shit. Right. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I got to make a difference. Sure. And that's cool. In fact, if I know I talk a lot, but when I first started in TikTok. I had a guy comment in my comment section about how many like pop-ups I was having in my videos, right? Like I, I like to put up the like weird, like gifts and stuff in my video. I don't know if you guys ever noticed, but I like yeah. to put them in my videos. Right. Mm. And there was a point where it was just like every second, something else was popping up. And the guy in the comment section was like, dude, this is getting a little bit out of hand with like, these like gifts and stuff that you're yeah. putting in the video. And I initially wanted to be like, no, you're, you don't know anything, right? Like uh-huh. I have 10,000 followers. Okay, cool. Right. So <laughs> I actually took it to heart and I was like, you know what? 
it kind of is getting ridiculous. So I pulled it back. And, mm. and like, that makes a difference. If it's constructive, I can understand that. But being like just negative, yeah, that's kind of lame. But I will say, I haven't found a hate account. There's probably one out there because I come up with a lot of stupid <laughs> stuff, but that's got to be at least a little bit flattering, right? Right. Like, yeah. Was, he went out of his he, way. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I started, like, I just started cracking up and like, luckily, like, I mean, we don't have like that many people like hate on our stuff, but like whenever you post something about Hayden Deegan, someone's going to, you know, immediately yeah, start yeah. ripping in the comments. Yeah. And I just think it's hilarious every time I've, I've never like it. It's funny to me that like, this person thinks they're getting under my skin yeah. and it's like, I yeah. don't, I don't know yeah. you at all. Like, yeah. I don't care what you think. Like what goes through that person's that brain when they're like, Oh, this is totally going to get to him. And then I'm sitting here laughing my butt off at their comment and they're, they're thinking like, Oh yeah, he probably like read that and was like, Oh, what do you mean? Like, you know, <laughs> and like, also like, like Oh, you got me. Like, it's not like this is like my like livelihood. Yeah. Like, like, we just we, do this, this for fun. Side, yeah. It's like, like a side thing. What's but. funny too is so, um, I work for a UFC fighter. Do you, do you follow UFC much? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know who Mike Chandler is? Yeah. So he's fighting Conor McGregor in sometime this fall. Um, yeah. I work for him now. I'm like his media director guy. That's like my regular yeah. job. And uh, I run his TikTok account. And dude, the amount of people that he gets in the comments. Oh, I can't even oh, imagine. Because like, first of all, I mean, Conor McGregor has what? Probably 40 million fans. So like yeah. anyone that goes up against him is going to have some hate. Mm -hmm. um, right. But like the people that comment on his posts and it's like, first of all, it's like me running it because like he doesn't really like TikTok. Um, and so like I'm like reading through some of these comments, like seeing how stuff's doing and like he gets like 99% positive comments, but sure. there's always going to be those haters. And it's mm -hmm. like, like I, I read them. I don't even like send them to him because I'm like, he doesn't care at all. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like reading, I'm like, does this guy really think that like this big time professional athlete like really cares? Like what this guy, like what he's saying? Like, and like, there's like people that try and like coach him in the comments too. Like, Hey man, like you should do this in your next fight. And it's like, all right, he has like a, a one of the best, trainer. one of the most like renowned coaches on, in the world. Like, I think we've got it covered. Yeah. Oh, and it, it, that. I was going to say just ahead, ran, yeah. random user zero three, two, two, seven, five, you know, I should, I should definitely take your advice. Yeah. You know? like, like no, no, no profile picture. It, and it like, it comes around back to like the whole Hayden thing, right? Like mm -hmm. here's a kid who is like, you have to admit, you have to admit he's worked his butt off. Oh yeah. Whether or not he has the money and the family and the resources. Sure. Mm -hmm. But okay he was given the luck of the draw like mm -hmm. congrats the fact of the matter is if i gave my son a million dollars and built a team around him mm -hmm. and got him a bike doesn't mean that he's going to win a championship yeah exactly not at no. all i mean the right. biggest example mm -hmm. is hayden's little brother that right. kid has all the same opportunities yep. and like yeah great kid like kids fast on a dirt bike but he's he not he he doesn't give off the impression that he's trying to pursue becoming a professional rider mm -hmm. down the road dude like make it uh, uh jet and hunter mm -hmm. dude they have the exact same stuff yeah right same bike same <laughs> yeah trainer, same, same team, team yeah same sponsors everything mm -hmm. and i'm sure they train just as hard mm -hmm. if not hunter probably trains more because he's trying to you know wash away this thing that we are talking about where he's 
he's not quite jet speed, but he's speed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sure. So yet with all those things, Jet is clearly at a different level. Mm-hmm. So with Hayden, it's one of those things where like, okay, I have writers that I don't like, but like, I, it, I don't know them, but I just obviously, right. Like mm-hmm. I don't know any pro, right. Well, I know a Person. couple, but not at that level. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me to be like hateful and like negative, bro, like you have no idea. Well, that's yeah. right. That's what I think is crazy too, is like these people are hating on this like child. Yeah. yeah he's like he's 17, right? Or like, 16. dude, just be happy for him that he's, and also yeah. like what aggravates me too is like the amount that the Deegans have done for the oh sport. My gosh. Yeah. Dude. There are so many new fans that like didn't care at all about dirt bikes and they see these people on YouTube and now they're like not only like a fan of the races, showing up to the races, they're like buying bikes and mm-hmm. like, yeah. I, I, obviously, we're never going to have like a number, but it would be really interesting to see like the number of people that are now on dirt bikes because of the Deegans. Mm. Yeah. And, and from like, from the outside looking in when it comes to the Deegans and stuff, like it, they clearly have like a dynasty kind of thing, right? Like they yeah. have a daughter who races, uh, like NASCAR and trucks and all that stuff. Their sons both race dirt bikes for them to not only like try and help out our sport, but mm-hmm. like to get into other things, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing what they've done. And to be honest with you, like as a guy who grew up in Southern California, saw Brian Egan and Jeremy Stenberg and all those do- dudes like at the mall, right? Like at the out in the desert riding, like mm-hmm. they came from a place where it was like nitty gritty like I'm just a freestyle rider or or a a privateer supercross rider who was like, F it, I'm going to go to freestyle, take the biggest risk ever. Mm -hmm. Right. In your sport, take that to a level that nobody ever really thought Mm -hmm. and then go and like put in work. So your kids are successful as a dad. I'm not like F that dude. I'm like, Heck yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you put in the time, you put in the effort, you made something of yourself and now you're trying to make something of your kids. Badass. Absolutely. How can you hate that? I don't know. But there's also a part of me that's like, how many of these kids are 14, 15, 16, 17, who are like wishing they could be in that position too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we're talking, like you said, about a kid who was racing super cross. Yeah. Right. At 17. When I was 17, I was getting wasted at like house parties. Yeah. Right. Like what a difference that is. Oh, yeah. So yeah. The, the, the level of, you know, determination and focus and like just all around like maturity. I mean, he's a kid and he's mature enough to like put in the time and effort and not want to just, you know, do what yeah. normal he's kids al- also like do. really well spoken for his age. I feel like, yeah, yeah. very yeah. much and so. Um, dude, and that- it, it, anybody his age who got a podium and why wouldn't they be like, yeah, I'm right? the best. Right. Yeah. And he went up there completely professional, like talked just like any other pro would. Yeah. Like there's like, something to be said about that too. And I know we're talking a lot about Hayden Deegan, but like there's other dudes that have gotten into the mix and have been getting lots of uh, like Hymas. Mm-hmm. He's been in the mix. He's not putting out as much, but he's a phenomenal writer as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've been so, seeing some good stuff from him. Yeah. 
one weird thing I want, I, I don't know, uh, when I realized this, but I think it was the last video that the Deegans put out. Um, and this is kind of a little bit off topic, but, um, Brian does like these pre, um, pre race, like breakdowns of what he thinks going to happen. The last three races, he's been like on point for everything that happened to really? Hayden. Like he's really, it, it, I, I just watched him at like on lunch break and I'm like, Holy cow. Like he predicted, uh, Hayden's podium, um, at Daytona. Uh, he predicted the week before that, um, that Hayden wasn't gonna, you know, Hayden wasn't really feeling too good with the triple crown. Um, and then like the weekend before that, he's like, he's like a top four rider or whatever. And then he got a top four finish and it's just like, I was like, okay, I know he's his son and he knows like what's going on in his head, but like the accuracy has just been kind of freaky. And it's been, (laughs) it's been like, he's like, I don't know. He'll like, just kind of like dance around the idea. And then he'll say like one sentence that's like really accurate right on. Uh, on, on like the outcome. But I'm kind of curious to see what he says for, you know, like next race for or whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's in what, two days? Hopefully. This, yeah. I'm going to try and get this podcast out like tomorrow. Yeah. Since we're sweet. talking about some relevant stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, for sure. Hey, can you carry the conversation for a second? I'm going to grab sure. a beer. Go for do it. You want anything? Do you want, do you want a beer, Pierre? <laughs> um, yeah, grab me one. <laughs> Give me that disc. <laughs> um, you want anything? Uh, I'm good. I'll, actually, I'll do a water, actually. That, that sounds... Uh, you know what I mean. The liquid water you got in the fridge that you're grabbing. Anywho. Um, shoot. Who do you, uh, who do you think is going to be the 250 rider next year in west coast dude i actually hope i hope that deegan does well enough that they throw him into the west coast yeah like why not right like why not just throw him into the mix if he's already doing so well throw him over there jet will probably be up in 450s if i'm not mistaken yeah wait who did you say like hayden okay going to the west coast next year Mm mm-hmm so like, I think that could be a thing, um, dude. And like, what's really interesting is if you think about it, like there could be a day where Jet Lawrence and Hayden Deegan are racing four fifties mm-hmm. at each other, mm-hmm. right? Like new generation and like new, new generation yeah. right yeah. there. I would that, say like the earliest that happens is probably what, three years. Yeah. I'm thinking like four. 20, 25, 26, maybe. I'm thinking four because are you, are you it saying depends like on, Hayden on a Hayden on a 450? Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be at least three years. I think he needs to win a championship before. He, oh, he has to win yeah, a championship. Yeah, for sure win a championship. I, maybe even win a championship, then back it up. Ooh. If he if he let's just say hypothetically Hayden Deegan wins a championship next mm-hmm. year, which like I'm not saying that's going to happen, but hypothetically he does. That's an 18 year old winning a championship. They're not going to put a 19 year old on a 450. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think, right? How, how old is Jet though? I was gonna say Jet was Jet was eight, true. Jet was eighteen. He's young. Jet's nineteen right now. He was eighteen last year and he rode a four fifty for MXO Nations at eighteen. So like so and I think that it, it kind of just depends on how dominant he wants to be in the two fifties, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jet won East Coast and now is wanting to win West Coast. And if I'm not mistaken, he might be one of the only guys to do that, right? Back yeah. to back years when East Coast, when West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if if the Deegans or Yamaha, we should say, <laughs> if Yamaha goes, hey, 
2023, no, 2024, you hit the East coast round dominate or West coast, whatever they choose. Mm -hmm. Then you flip flop, you break that too. Now you're on par with jet. So going into the four fifties, like, you know how to win a championship. Mm -hmm. It's not like, Mm -hmm. Hey, Oh, that was a fluke. Like it's gotta be second nature. So yeah, 20, let's call it 2026. I don't know. 2027. If you know the world doesn't end in a civil war or whatever, <laughs> yeah. If the world doesn't, Supercross will still go on. Yeah, the world's over. <laughs> Dude, Cooper Webb is still out there in a KTM. You know, we're we're gonna be the last survivors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the real. most physically Just demanding sport. It it's gonna be Eli twenty twenty seven on Supercross. No, he he won't go that long. I so, wish he would. Um, so out, let me ask you guys a question. Out, outside of uh, the podcast, like, do you guys have any other like side projects or anything going on with the moto stuff? Or are you guys sticking to D? Moto. Um, I mean, I've been filming a lot of. I've just been going to a lot of the races and filming. I, I filmed a lot this summer. Um, yeah, dude, some of those images are amazing. Yeah, Connor. It was it was a lot camera. of fun to film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, and that's just hey. from sideline, right? You- yeah, yeah, yeah we that were, was just from that a was, fence. We were all Dude. everything I shot was from the stands. I was gonna say, yeah, there's, um, there's, there's an opening at Team Pride if if you hadn't heard. <sighs> Connor Did Connor, you, the face of Team no, Pride. Here, here's why I won't do that. I <laughs> I got to talk to Tom at. Uh, <laughs> have we talked about this on the podcast? At so, Redbud? so me and Hayden went to Redbud, and we got there like super early. The sun was like still coming up. It yeah. was like the perfect filming conditions, yeah, which is where crazy. I got a lot of the six shots. Um, and Hayden was like, I got to go drop a dump. So Hayden went to the porta potty. I'm going to stand how about this hill. Massive and I look over and Tom from team fraud is like two feet away from me. Just standing there. just like staring out. And I was like, nice. Yo dude, what up? <laughs> and so me and him talked for like five minutes and he, he didn't tell me at all, like what he made it or anything, but he was like, I'm scraping by to, he's like, I just do this cause I love it. I'm not making any money. Mm. Um, well, and, and like, it sounds terrible, but like two things to that one, like it just goes to show like money in the sport. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like, it's not a booming industry. Yeah. It's means. not booming. And we should talk about that for sure. But on top of that, like there are so many videographers and photographers like mm-hmm. out on the track, yeah, right? Yeah like every team has one or two by themselves. Then the AMA or Feld has their own team. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, you're going to have like the random guys for vital MX and all the other people. So like you're fighting for wherever you can squeeze in for whatever's left over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I, I like just doing it for fun. I don't, I don't want to make any money off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I, I, I had so much fun filming. So we went to Redbud, and then I went to Iron Man. Iron Man was so sick. Yeah, that looked the content um, there was great too. I literally so that's what five hours from here. Me and this, uh, do you know Grayson Thomas? He's pretty big on yeah. TikTok. So Grayson lives like an hour north of us in Kentucky. So cool. I woke up at like four a.m., <laughs> drove to Kentucky, picked up Grayson, and then we went up to Iron Man. Got there like an hour before the race had started. Uh watch all the races. I, I honestly, I filmed more than I watched just cause like I was enjoying filming so much. Mm. Um, and then we drove back that same day. So it was like crazy day, 10 plus hours in the car 
Plus we yeah, watched, <laughs> plus we were outside for like four hours watching dirt bike races. Um, <laughs> a lot of monster, but this yeah. year, yeah. Uh, yeah. We got, I mean, they're all free there. So yeah, we pounded some free monsters. <laughs> um, and then we also went to Loretta's this year too. And I, I filmed, mm-hmm. so Loretta's is only like an hour from us. Um, so I, I went out there like on a Tuesday. I think I took a day off work. Um, just filmed, filmed all day. Interview. And then we both went on like the last, like the championship Saturday, which that's always fun. Um, cool. this year we're going to Atlanta supercross. Mm-hmm. Um, Big. supercross is coming to Nashville this year yeah. for the first time in a while. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So we're for sure going to that. Um, I don't know if we'll film at all. It's like kind of hard to film supercross from is, if you're, if you're is, not yeah. like on the track. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time, like if you're that guy with like yeah, the yeah. super the deep wilderness lens and you're like lens. in the yeah. stands and people are like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, I'm yeah. probably going to bring it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've got one of those big lenses now. That's what I shot all that stuff at Redbud with. That's how it was like so good. Mm-hmm. Dude, you know what would be so interesting is if you just showed up in one of the yellow vests dude, that said I'm media. Or hold a ladder. And- well, your dude, camera and like a couple bags and like your hands are all full and you just have a random white tag, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like that yeah, just says yeah. media. Just see if you could get on. I think right? I could. Like, uh, Grayson actually, I don't know if this is public, but he uh, somehow snuck onto the track at Daytona last year and he got a bunch of sick pictures. Yeah. That's sick, um, dude. And so, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> there's a way. I thought there was like a... Um, if you carry a ladder anywhere, you can get into like anywhere with like you pretty much can. Yeah. If you just walk yeah. with a ladder so, and a vest. Funny story. When I used to work for a comp or a, a, a dirt bike shop in San Diego, uh, motor world of El Cajon shout out. Um, they had a lot of like connections into supercross. And mm-hmm. so we would always do like the big events at Supercross, like not put them on, but be a part of them and Mm. get like passes everywhere. But the one place we were never allowed to go after races started was onto the track. Right. So we got to do a track walk and then we would have to like, that's it. That's the end of it. Can great. Right. We're Mm, a manufacturer or or seller. So that's what we get. My one claim to fame is I was like, no man, I want to get on the track and see these bikes going by. And I just like threw on that attitude. Like I was supposed to be there and just walked past guards. Like Jeez. nobody said anything. And I was like, holy moly, I'm like 19 <laughs> or 20 and nobody's saying anything. Like, mm-hmm. like I clearly shouldn't be there. Yeah. But yeah. I think it, a lot of it is just like looking the part. Mm-hmm. Oh like yeah. Having that face and just doing it. I've, I've told this story in the podcast before, but Atlanta. me and my, me and my dad, when I was in, I was in like middle school and me and my dad were, uh, at the pit party for Supercross Atlanta and there was just, just like random line of people. And my dad was like, let's see where they're going. So we get in <laughs> line and everyone has like VIP passes on and it's right. just me and my dad. And they like take us like down this tunnel and like there's this security guard checking passes and my dad's like, follow me. And we just like bolt right past him. Guy didn't even notice. And then we turn the corner and next thing we know we're on the track <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're just like walking around. Like we called our buddies. We were like, Hey, are you on the stadium yet? They're like, yeah, what's up? And we're like, look at the triple on turn three. <laughs> and we're like waving at them. Dude, it's funny because like, yeah, like those are those like sick memories. And like, if you ever just decide to do it, like mm-hmm. who, what's the worst that's going to happen? 
Right. Hey, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, right? Oh, like, sorry. I didn't know. Oh, sorry. I just saw a line of people like, yeah. That. What is what is it? The guy Way from pulp, pulp fiction. He's just got the code on his hand. Like looking like, yeah. yeah right? like, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> Half the time. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and dude, like now they do, you know, they sell track walks. There's one at Glendale where you can track walk with Ricky Carmichael. Oh, really? that's cool. And all you got to do is, is like, I, I can't I like remember that's how expensive. much the ticket is, but it's an expensive ticket, right? Like it's at least a couple hundred bucks, but yeah, you can do it. That's so cool. that's cool. I would that's love good. to be able to get, I'm trying to figure out if there's like a brand I could reach out to that I'd be like, Hey, look, I don't want to make a dime. Just get me a pass and I will film for free for you at Nashville and Atlanta Supercross. Ooh. That's a, dude, you like just start- if there's any brands listening, not that there probably are any big brands <laughs> listening, but I'll, I'll shoot for free that's, on the track. That'd be sick. Just and I'll a, be your spokesperson for the night. Just get me out there too. Right. Perfect. We'll just throw that out there. <laughs> we'll, fl- we'll fly out to Nashville. Give you the honky yeah. tonk experience. Oh dude. <laughs> yeah. So completely separate thing. Have you guys kept up with like F1 at all? Yeah. I, yeah, I watched I, the first race. Uh, yeah. A little I, bit. Right? I watch F1. Bit. So I've never been into F1. Mm-hmm until this year actually because like uh, i heard of daniel ricardo mm-hmm. and yep. he's like super into motocross and yeah super he's like a he's like a supercross like, ultra fan yeah yeah so like i was like all right well i'm gonna check out f1 see what that's all about and dude i like i knew there was a lot of money in f1 it's nuts dude but it is so crazy and yeah. i'm like why is F1 where the money's at and not Supercross, not oh, outdoors, right? Like It's because the top 1% of people and like the top 1% of wealth is is like like it's a, it's a very elegant sport. So Formula 1 is this like rich guy sport. I mean, look at some of the drivers. I mean, you have yeah. you have Italians, you know, you have um guys from Frenchman. yeah I, I mean but it's like it's i mean those guys i mean gp riders are you know I, I still think they're they're more of like a high society like where they're yeah. where they represent but and there is a lot more money from my understanding in, in mxgp right like i'd imagine their that, fans yeah. are like crazy super fans and they do mm-hmm. get a lot of money um but it's crazy to me because you're right. Like a lot of the owners of like Mercedes and McLaren. Yeah. We're, we're talking about stuff. billion dollars. Well, and it's companies. like yeah. Tom Cruise is hanging out in the pits and stuff. And yeah. right. Like, it's a different caliber of. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid money. Mm-hmm. So like, but the question always comes down to is like, well, then how do we fix that? Right. How do, how do you fix either the image or mm-hmm. how do you get people who do have the money and one of the things that I've noticed is, I don't know if you guys saw on that, on one of the F1 cars, the sponsors' names will change. Yeah, I saw that on the McLaren cars. Dude, on the McLaren yeah. cars. And I'm like, yeah. why couldn't somebody figure out a shroud that does that? Right, that'd be right? sick. Where, where it lights up and it says Budweiser. And then the next one says, you know, whoever. Like, yeah. Those those big companies who have the big money don't want a sticker that big on your rear fender. Yeah. Right. Like they want top billing. So the best way to get more money is to be able to show more names and more sponsors. And that's like one of the biggest things that is weird to me that like, why aren't we dirt bikes are 
are moving forward in the technical sense, right? Suspension mm-hmm. is working better. Frames are working better. Motors are more powerful. Okay. Sick. What about like the other tech? Well, like I think, stuff? go ahead. So I don't know if this is exactly what you're saying, but I, uh, actually Jace from Gypsy Tales was talking about this the other day. The, oh. the problem with why the moto industry isn't growing is because we're only marketing to people that are already into motocross. Right. Whereas F1, I mean, Drive to Survive that, made it, yeah, made it like went nuts in, in America, at least like it made it like a hugely popular sport. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas like with motocross, like, dude, I try and get so many of my friends into it. Cause like, I don't know about you where you live. I, I think that it's, it's a pretty big thing out in Arizona, right? Here, yeah, there's a pretty big motocross community out here. Here it's yeah. like, I mean, we've, we've got like some core guys, but as far as like my friends that I like went to college and stuff with and like hang out with and stuff, none of them. Are it's like me and Hayden, rights. our buddy David's like kind of into it. And then mm-hmm. like, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's like every Saturday night, it's like me and Hayden sitting here by ourselves on the couch <laughs> watching Supercross. Yeah. And go, I'm like going absolutely like, nuts. You know, like <laughs> I try and force my friends. I'm like, I'm like, y'all, this is the sickest thing on the planet. And yeah. like, my friend, so my roommate Tyler, uh, he moved in a couple weeks ago, and I'm like starting to get him into it. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually yesterday he was like, he was like, buying hey, I was, well, no, he, he he is thinking about buying a dirt bike. But yesterday, yesterday, not to get back to this, but he was like, hey, I was watching some videos. Have you heard about that bike claim thing with Hayden Deegan? And I was like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> oh, do I pull a chair? I was like, that's old news. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, I think that the thing about dirt bike racing is it's, it's like. If you ride, then you see the guys racing and you're like, this Mm. is so gnarly. Mm -hmm. But if you've never touched a dirt bike, I feel like you see that and you're like, okay, like, yeah. And so like, it's kind of weird though. Like I cannot go out and buy an F1 car. Yeah, no, it's so, but I can go out and buy a dirt bike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can go out and spend 80 grand on a Mercedes or a million dollars on a Bugatti or two hundred thousand dollars on a mclaren mm-hmm. right i probably more expensive than that but you know what i'm saying right yeah, like yeah, yeah but i can go and buy a used two-stroke for five grand mm-hmm. right it's just like such a weird concept yeah it's like it's attainable versus it's it's like that. but also tier. the thing is like i would say most people aren't willing to take the risk that comes with riding a dirt bike Sure. You know what I mean? So like that, that eliminates a lot of people. Yeah. You're not encapsulated in a cage. You're like most of my friends, like when, yeah, when I'm like, Hey, you want to ride dirt bikes? They're like, no, that sounds terrifying. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, exactly. There's, there's definitely something to that. And, and it doesn't help that like, I mean, even this season and last season, like we've seen so many injuries, right? Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't help. You don't hear about the, you know, F1 drivers being like, yeah, broke my femur again, broke my arm again. Like yeah. that is a big thing. And it, and it, it, one of the things that's interesting to me is in this like time of flux where it's not 2004 anymore, right? It's mm-hmm. not the Ricky Carmichael era where like Ricky and Chad Reed were taking private planes everywhere. Cause there was just millions of dollars pouring in mainly because of like freestyle motocross, right? Mm -hmm. Like that sport blew up. Then there was like, okay, well, dirt bikes are sick. So more people are getting into extreme sports and the X games and all that stuff. Right. So it bumped up everything. 
So we don't have that anymore, but we are on this like upswing. More people are getting into dirt bikes and Mm -hmm. racing and all that stuff. The issue I think really comes down to is like, it's just kind of like you said, and people will hate me for this and disagree, but like, like you said, it's not refined. Yeah. Right. Like at the end of the day, it's still dudes just on a dirt bike going super fast. Yeah. Right. And it's never one of the things that sucks to say, because I hate rules, but F1 is exciting because there's like a spec tire, Mm -hmm. right? Like there are certain things that like everybody has to use and it evens the playing field a little bit. Right. But also like the production of F1 is so unreal. Like the fact that you can like be on board with the drivers during the race, Mm -hmm. the fact that you can, here they're they're like doing their radio calls like during the race. Yep. Yeah. Live. Like it it ups it gets you so much more like you're in you're yeah you in like the you feel almost. like you're like a part of the team. Like you can mm-hmm. you right. can hear what exactly is going on. You can hear what they're talking about. You can see all their pit stops like so in so here's my if I had a billion dollars, mm-hmm. right? Cuz there's so many like now we have WSX and now we have super motocross and mm-hmm. like, or you, you know what I mean? Like there's different, yeah. like more companies are trying new things. I honestly think that somebody should be like, again, everybody's going to hate it. Hey, we're starting like a series that changes everything. The dirt bikes have to follow certain rules like F1. Mm-hmm. Um, it's indoor and it's not on dirt. It's, I don't know, on something else, right? Like somebody comes up with something, Mm -hmm. maybe all the bikes are electric. I don't know. There's so many electric bikes getting into the mix. Yeah. That way you can sit on the helmet or you can sit on the bike with the rider and you do hear whatever chatter is going on because the motor isn't blowing people's ears out. Right. Like I think that's one of the main reasons why we don't see a lot of camera footage on the field is because like that camera is going to shake around. Well, uh, WSX tried to do it and, uh, what happened? It looked terrible. Yeah. It it looked like it was shot on like a Nokia phone. Yeah. It was not, was not great. It's hard to, why? What? I don't know. It's such a small camera. We can, I don't know. Elon Musk can send a, <laughs> a car the, into outer space yeah. and send a perfectly clear image to YouTube. Yeah. Well, I mean, like <laughs> GoPros look great and this, whatever camera angle they were showing, it was not the quality of a GoPro. Yeah. I think don't know. about like, think about those, the rhythm sections or the whoop sections where they have the rhino or the whatever. Side by side. side. Yeah. Yeah. Running. Dude, even that doesn't look good. It's great on paper and it looks super sick, but the, mm-hmm. the camera doesn't look clear. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's hard to, it's weird. And then on top of that, if you want people to be involved, like why isn't somebody, and I think I might have said this before, why isn't a team coming up with a way for outside people to invest without being a sponsor? Mm. Yeah. Right. Like if, if KTM was like, Hey, for the 2024 season, we have fan uh, sponsors. You can give a hundred dollars, and you're gonna get a shirt that's signed by Eli, or not Eli Tomac, but signed by AP. Sure. And you're gonna get a picture of him holding your shirt. And for two hundred dollars, you're gonna get that plus this. Or 
the privateer teams, the teams that have nothing. Why isn't anybody going so, like, yo, the, go ahead. I actually heard that Arena Cross is actually doing that now. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't, it's not like a, you pay this much and like you can get this, but like they, they have like anyone can sponsor riders. That's cool. And yeah, I think that it was like, it. I think the oh. way I forgot who was talking about it, but the way that you could do it was you could basically give a rider like a hundred bucks and then you could, I, I think they did it all through their website and you could say like, Hey, if they get a top three, I'm going to give them $150. If they get a first place, I'm going to give them $200. So it also like incentivizes the riders to be like, to go. they, they yeah. can, you know, if they have 10 people that are pledging that same amount, they're like, Hey, if I win this race, I can double the amount of money that I'm supposed to make tonight. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Right. On top of whatever, like, I don't know if the purse is worth anything in arena cross or not, but, um, arena cross, they, they have that on their website. You can go right now. And like sponsor a rider for the night. That's awesome. So see, that's sick. Like I yeah. like that's cool that there's an incentive. I still think that there should be at least like, hey, I should just be able to like give them money, no incentive. I want to support this guy, right? Like right. I want to make, I want to be a part of this guy's team, right? Um, I, I guarantee you, I would be throwing crazy cash at Stank Dog. I just want to see a two-stroke <laughs> yeah, out there, you know? Right, like. like there's a dude who deserves it right doing something different like mm -hmm. and it's just weird to me that like i think it's probably feld right like feld who owns supercross they have for some reason this like old school yeah, style of mm -hmm. thinking yeah, i mean they, they don't, don't they don't let them sell anything at the races so dude like can you imagine like why why wouldn't Dude, if, imagine if Stink Dog had T-shirts and mm -hmm. a, a whole, you know, yeah. tent just, just of merch. Yeah, just a merchandise. Right, like yeah. you're literally robbing privateers of the opportunity to not only make money but support their race. Well, what's so, weird is like they're letting Jet sell. Uh, I love Jet donuts. They're letting Jet sell donuts at the races. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like how is that cool? Yeah, and how how does that work? And how is nobody else going like? Hey, why can't right, well, we're going to sell chimichangas, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Something else. Hmm. A Yamaha chimichanga. That'd be sick. <laughs> wow. speak, I speak, speaking of Jet, I, I love Jet's one of my favorite riders. Yeah, he's cool. I uh, I was excited to buy one of his replica jerseys. Oh, yeah. It was $225 for oh, a replica. For a jersey that well, usually costs like $30. I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm not doing that. But imagine you buy it, and what if like he blows up to be one of those like mythical MX legends, and now it's worth a thousand dollars? I don't true. know. Like, I, well, my, I doubt my that plan happen, was, but so up in my office, I have a signed Redskins Kirk Cousins jersey, kind of, and worth like framed in like a box or whatever. It's worth like nothing, and so <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I, I, I forever, I've been like, I want to get a like s someone's signed motocross jersey and put it in there. And then when yeah. I saw Jet was doing like replica jerseys, I was like, oh, purge, I'll buy one of those. And then I'll get him to sign it at one of the races I go to soon. And I'll put that in there. Mm. And then I got on the website and it was $225. And I was like, <laughs> like, never mind. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm good. But I mean, the also tires. props to him because they sold out. So I mean, I guess. Oh, of course they'd sell out. Are you kidding me? Jets fans are I mean, eye good candy. for him like they, for making yeah. being able to make that much and, money. I and guess. like 50% of them were girls, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean, like, yeah, I mean, 
Well, now when I see someone awesome. wearing that jersey at the race and be like, man, they paid way too much for that. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you're going to know. I have the same jersey without his number on the back and it was $35. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he at least he's hustling, right? Again, yeah, he is. To, like, I think that what, what him and Lucas, his agent, are doing for the sport is also huge. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Just like the things they're doing with like, they brought in like... Uh, like the anti-social social club for that collab a couple weeks ago. Right. I don't know if you saw Which that. I honestly thought those were ugly gear, but I thought, uh, I thought the yellow one was kind of cool, but just okay. like the fact that they're like bringing, like that's a like very well-known brand that has nothing to do with dirt bike racing. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fact that they were like, I mean, I saw that uh, their like official account was posting all kinds of stuff about the race. Yeah. Dude, and it's and, like, and that's, I, that's what we want. That's what we need. Yeah. yeah. And that's awesome, right? Like mm-hmm. who you have to be able to show that we're more than just dirt bike riders, bro. Like yeah. there's more to this. And like, why wouldn't you have, like, I'm still a fan of every rider at the gate helmet off. So yeah, you get same. to see the rider, you get to like see mm-hmm. their emotion. You get to like put a face with the, the, the bike, right? Like, yeah there there's so much more to it we're cool like the sport is rad that we get to put on like armor right like Mm -hmm. sick i'm riding my steed into battle but football players do the same thing but you can see all their tattoos right like Mm -hmm. you can well even like to know that person like f1 drivers they're wearing just as much covering as dirt bike riders are but everyone knows exactly what they look like yep right right after the race you know their interview i mean dirt bike racing does it too but like i feel like Honestly, like I know this has been said a million times, but the like what Drive to Survive did for F one, like there needs to be like a yeah dirt bike version. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, dude, but the, the oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, it's 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 such an old school approach to the sport. Like we need those new ideas. We need those like innovations to yeah. the sport. So I was actually talking to someone. I don't know if I can say who it is, but someone that is uh, very well planted in the sport and media said that they are uh, filming like a pilot episode of uh, something that's like identical to Drive to Survive. Hmm. So hopefully they do that. And um, if they do, then they're going to crush it. Um, yeah. And then Dude, there's so much drama in our sport. And then right? hopefully like, someone picks it up. I mean, the closest thing we had to it was remember Red Bull used to those Red Bull Moto Spy yeah. things. Those were mm-hmm. so cool. The only problem was they were only following Red Bull mm. riders, right. which was eliminating more than half the field. Yeah. Easily. Um, yeah. So like obviously Red Bull has these crazy budgets and they can make sick stuff. Um, but you almost need someone that's like not linked to a brand mm-hmm. to fund it so that everyone can be included. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause imagine like you have Chase Sexton and, or no, 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 not Chase Sexton, Justin Barsha mm-hmm. and all the stuff going on with him and Jason Anderson. Right. Yeah, now. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Dude, well, I mean, like, also like, I mean, no offense to F1 drivers, but like, I feel like dirt bike riders are so much more interesting. Like these F1 yeah. drivers, yeah. like, like, yeah, sure. They're cool. But also they're just like, I don't know. They're like loaded and like just drive, like they drive cars. And like, mm-hmm. that's kind of like all it's about. Like there's so much like cool stuff that like goes along with all these dirt bike riders, like mm-hmm. Justin Barcher and like everything he's doing, like right. Chase Sexton and like the mental game behind what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Ken Roxon and like, how he like surfs and has a kid yeah. and like all this, you know, yep. 
And, and what sucks is, is like, so I, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not the fastest rider at the track anywhere. Right. Like, but I love the technical side of, you know, suspension motor. Like Mm -hmm. I love learning about that stuff. And you know how they have in suit when you're watching like a supercross live feed, they have those like Jeremy McGrath, Kawasaki, the science of motocross. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Like, okay. That's kind of cool, but we like somebody could do that better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, F1 yeah, the one when they were like, I don't know if you saw the one, like it was what, like two or three weeks ago, and they were like, van. Yeah, here's our moto van, and we use it to get to the, the races. Van. It's like, all right, right. <laughs> that's not it, it, it's one of those things where, like, dude, F1 has a whole series of videos where it's like, this person's running this, and this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. And and it's not a secret, right? Like everybody kind of knows what's going on with the cars. Yeah. Like you can clearly see it, but in moto, it's like, nobody wants to talk about their setup. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, like it's not it's out very there. Hush, but, hush. Yeah. But a guy like me, like, sure. I'm sure F1 drivers and, and their engineers have like their top secret stuff, mm-hmm. but why not do videos about why, Hayden Deegan's motor is so much different and mm-hmm. what small aspects have changed from the bike that you buy off the floor mm-hmm. or like why he runs a high revving motor and revs the crap out of his bike. And somebody like jet Lawrence doesn't yeah. right. Like why aren't we getting technical for the nerds out there? Right. Yeah, like, I want to know that not stuff. everybody in our sport and it's not a dig, right? Like mm-hmm. I love the fact that our sport kind of reaches everybody if they just give it a chance. Um, but to, to not get into like the other stuff, like you said, mm-hmm. like not branch out, like, sure. Maybe I'm a kid who likes dirt bikes, but I want to be a mechanic and not a racer, put a mechanic on, tell him to talk about stuff yeah. rather than I could go on and on about that. So like Dude, for, like, for this type of stuff that you're thinking of, is that something that you think would go on the broadcast or would. So in my, in the way I see it, I don't think it would be a broadcast thing. It'd be like a lead up. Mm. Oh, like, so, so like who pre-race, who do you think should take the reins of that? Somebody, dude, dude, <laughs> somebody who is not any of the dudes who are in the mix right now. Mm. Okay. Like it's cool to see Ricky Carmichael doing his thing as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. He, he deserves that position. Yeah. Right. But without naming names, the reason why gypsy tales, uh, sorry to name drop on a different podcast, but you know, um, what I'm they're, they're like my favorite podcast. Yeah. So. We love, we love, gypsy they're tales. awesome. Right. Yeah. But he does it so much different mm-hmm. than I won't even say their names. than a lot of other podcasts that are out there that are like, old dudes talking about we we know who you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) talking about the same stuff and the only reason okay maybe not the only reason but a big reason why people watch is because they have the connections to the pro rider yeah right yeah you take that away and it's old dudes talking about motocross Mm -hmm. right yeah and like the reason why i listen to the podcast that's named after the stuff at semi lemonade um, <laughs> is because they have like, you know, you see like Ken Roxon does something super controversial in the race. And then Monday night, 
they have Ken Roxon on. I was like, well, I got to hear right. what he has to say. Yeah, but you have to, as yeah. especially as a content creator, you have to listen. But it's yeah. one of those things where like Gypsy Tales took a completely different route. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, it feels different when you watch it. It looks different, all that stuff. And not yeah. everybody should do that. But what I'm saying is if we are going to start bringing new people into the sport, well, you don't want to bring in the 40 year old who's no, you want already new, been no. in the sport. Mm-hmm. You want to talk to the kid who's never heard of it or likes dirt bikes, sees it on TikTok or on Instagram and is kind of peaked and wants to know like, okay, well, that's sick. Tell me about the bike. Okay. Grab some 25 to 35 year old mm-hmm. who is maybe an, maybe he's a TikToker, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it is one of the random dudes on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, Pluck the pre-race out. show brought to you by 1098. <laughs> yeah, Dude, there you go. Be, like it's 1098. Like at the very least, he kind of has a cult following, mm-hmm. right? So you bring them in. So you already know it's going to be cool in some sense, at least, whether you like him or not, right? Mm-hmm. But you also are going to be able to bring in like new blood because they're not, they're they're associating like, okay, this kid, not that he or I or you guys are kids, but in comparison to some of the guys mm-hmm. that are like the older dudes doing the broadcasts yeah. and stuff. Like I don't want, I don't want to listen. I do think that, uh, Daniel Blair is doing a really good job and he's kind of yes. like, he's kind of like in a few different things. Like he's got yeah, that, like breakdown. He's got that like professionalism being on the broadcast, but he also is like, also has his podcast that like is pretty loose. Um, yeah. which I haven't listened to it in a while cause they went to Patreon. Mm. And now you can't listen to it for free, which is kind of a bummer. I get why they're doing that. But um, like he's he in the past was like pretty loose on his podcast, like would say whatever he wanted. And like he also is like kind of got that, like what you're talking about is like. Yeah. Like the dudes tatted up. Right. Like yeah. he BSs with the writers when he comes up to them. Like you can tell like he loves the sport and has like relationships and mm. it's not as like. Well, and it's almost and, like it's almost mm-hmm. like we need another person like that because it's yeah, like he's exactly. doing a great job, but also he can't do it all himself. Yeah, he's a one man. No, team. he can't. And and you don't want to. Right. Like no. you want him to do what he's doing right now. Yeah. Then you want to drop somebody who doesn't ever show up on the live cast, but is like amping up the race. Like imagine somebody who's standing out there as the rigs are pulling in. Yeah. Right. Like. Mm-hmm you're seeing how this all unfolds. You're seeing the rigs pulling in. You're seeing when the riders pull up and behind the scenes, you're, you're talking to them fresh and you're getting an understanding. And once you talk to the rider, you go and talk to the mechanic for 30 minutes about, Hey, tell me about the bike. What changes have you made? And no more of this like garbage that we hear every freaking race from the riders or the mechanics or whoever of like, and I I think, I think this would go really well on like race day live. Because like sure. the people that watch race day live are like diehards. Like mm-hmm. I'm sitting here at Saturday on Saturday at two 30 watching qualifying. Like, sure. And those are the type of people that want to hear like these details that you're talking those about. Things, but, I, mm-hmm. I get that. I get that uh, on Saturday night, like they can't be like going too in depth. Cause there's also people that like, you only have so much time. Well, they only have so much time. Sure. And there's also people that are watching it that like, don't really care as much yeah. as we do, you know? But, but the thing is, is, if you did it on platforms like TikTok, yeah. right? Imagine how, mm-hmm. like, like how, um, 
like how different that would feel. Like somebody literally TikTok live, Instagram live, like following around somebody. So as people are scrolling through live and all the diehards are liking and saying sick stuff, it hits the algorithm and it starts showing it to more people. And now you have more people going Mm -hmm. like sick. This is rad. Where do I watch it? Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I, I don't know about you guys, but there's times where I do videos and people in the comments will literally say, how do I watch? Yeah, we get that too. Right. So do you envision this being something that's funded by Feld slash Supercross or this be like a third party, like a Vital MX or like a something like that? I think it needs to be associated with the AMA or Feld. Okay. Right. Hmm. But you have to convince Feld that it needs to be in an organic thing. It can't right? be like, structured. Yeah. In like, yeah it, it has to, to be, be like, this, this, and this. It has like, to be just okay, free flowing. So if, if press day is on Friday, race is on Saturday, we are starting from the moment the first truck rolls in, every day we're doing a two-hour live. Mm. We're just walking around. We're talking to people. We're getting to know every aspect of setup. Because you're right. On race day, you can't talk to these dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? They they have stuff going on. So why it would be cool to do it as a secondary, right? As an outside looking in, Mm -hmm. but then it turns into, oh, this isn't a part of the race. This is just some random guy talking about whatever he wants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, the way F1 has it done and the way they're doing it is very much so like, it feels like somebody who's a super fan is doing it, mm-hmm. but it's a part of the bigger picture. Yeah. It's like the yeah. sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that would be my thing. But again, it comes back to what you guys were saying earlier. Like it's the old mentality, mm-hmm. this old way yeah. of like yeah. doing things. How it used to operate is how they want it to operate. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll see where it goes. We're on like all streaming now, which I'm kind of frustrated about, but <sighs> right. it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's convenient. Like, I love that I can just pop on Peacock and like, I get it all. But like my dad, he, he, he will watch the race if it's on TV, but like on Saturday night, he'll text me. He's like, Hey, what channel is the race on? I'm like, well, you got to go on the Peacock app. I logged into it last time I was home. So you should be good. Like mm-hmm. go find it. And he's like, he usually ends up finding it and watching it. But like for most people, it's like, I should be able to just go click and it's on. Yeah. Yeah. It should be part of, you know, it should like be on NBC, NBC sports. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, it's true. It should be everywhere. But, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of like behind the scenes contracts that are like, well, you're not making big enough money mm-hmm. and not pulling in enough people because it's true. Like what it's not like you're seeing Heineken as a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're not seeing Heineken commercials. Mm-hmm. Right. So they don't want you in that like super time slot. But then the issue is because I'm not on that super time slot, I'm not going to get the big sponsors and I'm not going to get the big. It's too much of a risk for the big sponsors to them. It's like a waste of money. Um, Right. Or it's like, it's an investment that is not there because they're not, they have to have like a certain amount of people watching that ad, you know, for it to be worth their while and and things like that. It's it's even, it's really interesting just to note that like even progressive is still doing it right. Like Geico left, they were huge to our sport. Yeah. And it's cool to see that like somebody who's not officially a part of the sport, right. They inch their insurance. 
they're yeah. still doing it. So yeah. there's definitely like things that could be done. I'm just like waving the flag, hoping somebody will see it. <laughs> Someone with money sees it. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely frustrating because like one, like I think we're all in agreement that like the sport should be way bigger than it is. Yeah. It's, like, it's so it's, it's such a cool sport. Like, yeah. like I love watching college football and stuff, but like, this sport is so much better than college football. It's harder. And like way it's, harder. It's yeah. There's so and like much the thing too is like it. these riders put in so much work. They get mm-hmm. like what, like a one month off a year. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And like if that besides that, they're like risking their lives every single day, putting in this like crazy amount of work. Mm-hmm. And then the, to like not even have it like on a live TV channel is like such a disservice, I think. Yeah. Um it's kind of ridiculous, but anyway, um, well, we've been going for like over an hour and a half, so okay, cool. We might want to, it's a, it's past my bedtime, so we, yeah. we should probably wrap soon, but, okay, uh, cool. great conversation as always. We'll have mm-hmm. to, yeah, uh, man. we'll do something when Supercross wraps up and see if we yeah, we'll have made to do our predictions correctly. Yeah. We should try and get like a couple people in on the, like right after mm-hmm. Supercross and get like two, maybe two other people in the mix and see Could if we I can be, do like a round table style. Ooh, I'd be down. Be cool. Um, I'm trying to think of who we've like been talking about like, trying to get on, but haven't for a while. We were supposed to have one and I Nate on now. He like, doesn't do dirt bike stuff. Anymore, yeah. So I don't know if he'll ever be on again. Um, okay. But I mean, we could have, we could find some, someone else cool to, to mm-hmm. join in on us. And there's plenty yeah, of people that love, love talking there's to dirt bikes. There's plenty of so. guys out there that I'm oh, sure yeah. would hop on. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks again for doing this. It was uh, another great conversation as usual. Great stuff. All right. Uh, So that's it for this episode. We'll be back. We've got a couple like potential guests lined up and uh, we'll see you all in the next one. Peace. See you.